0: On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks' massive win over the Golden State Warriors.
1: All I care about is Bobon's ejection. I'm ready to rage. We'll
0: talk about that. Talk about Luca going off in the third and more on Lockdown Mavs right now. I'm Luca Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Has controlled every aspect of this game. Kleba, drive and kick. Doncic lines it up. Bullseye, a three. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thinking. Uh, what you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Well, first off, uh, we're going to talk about the big win uh, here in a little bit, but uh, more importantly, one of our, f- our good friends here in Dallas, a friend of the podcast uh, who, gosh, I don't know how many times John has been uh, on our pod uh, for a while, and uh, he, he's been on and uh, you know, he's a writer at The Ringer. A lot of you guys follow uh, Jonathan Charks uh, on social media and Twitter and follow all of his potting and writing, uh, but John... Recently, uh, if you've seen his Twitter, uh, he tweeted out a few days ago and made that public that he's been uh, diagnosed with cancer. And uh, we just want to lift him up today. And uh, you know, I know John has been uh, in my prayers. He's been in Nick's prayers. And uh, he means uh, a lot to us. And he means a lot yeah. to uh, Mavericks fans, Mavericks media, seeing him. Um, yeah, and all of that. Uh, I got the chance to spend uh, some time with him a few days ago, uh, back last week. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, (laughs) Um, John is a great guy. He is married and uh, he has a a little one, a little one over one and a little Jackson. And man, yeah, they're uh, an awesome family. And uh, we just want to say, uh, if you would like to support them, we're actually going to uh, talk, mention that right now. Uh, and actually we probably put it in the description of the pod
0: yeah so they have a they have a website right now they have a caring bridge website where they are giving updates and things like that so if you want to know more updates about Jonathan Sharks and about you know his status and all that you can follow that website I'll put it in the link in the description of this podcast and uh yeah if you want to also donate you can donate to them directly do not I, don't, I wouldn't donate through this website but uh yeah Isaac, where do they where should they donate
1: yeah, you can uh, uh, donate straight to their family at MK Charks. So uh, if you want to spell uh, the last name on that, that will be a T. Okay, so if you have Venmo, it's M-K-T-J-A-R-K-S. Yeah. So at MK Charks, if you would like to send them something, send a gift uh, to them. John, he recently started chemo uh, a few days ago, so he is starting uh, this journey. And uh, yeah, if you are the praying type, if that is your thing, please lift up his family. All the updates and stuff, you can go through that website. Uh, that is John's story to tell. So I don't want to tell or go into all the details on that. But uh, John's a, a a good friend and uh, we wish him the best and we're praying for him. I just texted him yesterday about uh, the Mavericks. It was funny. Uh, I, I texted him after they beat uh, the lakers i said mavs are streaking baby and uh he wrote me back the next morning uh after the uh the king's loss or yeah he wrote me back after that and was like hey uh that lasted long and i'm like <laughs> yeah the mav streak uh yeah lasted long but love you john and yeah. i love melissa jackson and the and the Sharks crew and uh i can't wait to see you back rolling
0: Absolutely, and you know we don't want to start the podcast off on a you know down note. We're not trying to do this just to you know oh let's you know bring it down or whatever. But uh, he's a person that means a lot to us, personal friend of both of us. You know we say friend of the pod to, to a lot of people. We say it to Cuban, you know whoever. But Jonathan Tark is a guy we've actually you know hang out hung out with, spent some time with. I was part of a small group with him, and all this kind of stuff. Like just a an incredible person. And if I've thought about anything. During all of this just in you know hearing this was happening and then in, in getting you know messages from him and he's just you know he just asks how you're doing and doesn't really want to talk about what's going on with him which you totally understand but life is not promised and um, that's a phrase that I've heard so many times in my life and if you're a Christian, people say that to you probably every day and it just is so cliche at this point but it's true don't take life for granted. do not take your life for granted because you do not know, What is going to come the next day? All of a sudden, you know, Charks' life has changed, completely changed. And so uh, we're going to talk the rest of this podcast about the Mavericks for sure, and we'll go a little bit long because we we talked about this for a while, but uh, sometimes life gets real, and this is a moment where it's getting real, and if some of you are struggling with it and are dealing with the thought of your own, uh, like I am, dealing with the thought of your own mortality, uh, you can reach out to either of us. Reach out to Isaac. He uh, is really great with this stuff. I am less good than Isaac, but I'm uh, an open ear to listen to anybody that has issues or has, you know... um thoughts or things that they want to talk out. And so DM us on Twitter, let us know. And uh, yeah, that's not an engagement thing or anything. It's literally, we want to help people and help you guys out. So, uh, all right, let's move on a little bit and talk about a thing that Sharks loves a lot, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks get a win over the Golden State Warriors, 133 to 103. It was not even that close, Isaac Harris. Let me just run through a couple numbers for you here. Mm, please. The Dallas Mavericks... Uh, <laughs> are the only team, this is the craziest one that I found in the middle of this game, the Dallas Mavericks are the only team in the NBA to hold another team under 30 points in a half, in the first half. Wow. Twice. And no one else has done it at all. No one else has ever done it, and the Mavericks have done it twice now. They did it to the Clippers back in December, if you remember that huge 51-point win. And then if you this game, obviously, tonight against the Warriors, they held them to 29 points. The Mavericks have also held the Heat to 31 points in the first half back in January. January 1st, that New Year's game. Uh, And the only other team in the NBA that has ever... This season held the team under 30 points in the first half. The Brooklyn Nets, of all teams, wow. held the Indiana Pacers to 30 points back in February. So the Mavericks have held the team under 30, under 32 points three times so far this season. And only the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers have done it this season. So Mavericks' best defensive team in the NBA like hey, on some I- nights...
1: I know this game tonight had to help their defensive uh, stats across the board.
0: That was just an absolutely wild stat uh, to look at. The Mavericks have held a team under 32 points three times, and the only other two teams to do it are Sixers and Nets, and they only did it once.
1: How, uh, how much does that Clippers game and this game skew some of the defensive oh, stats? Oh,
0: I bet. I mean, we're, we're like f- almost 60 games in, so we're pretty – I mean, the, the numbers – it's not small sample size theater anymore, but – yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. The Mavericks' defensive rating in this game, by the way, only 101. So it's not like it was an insane defensive performance. Mm-hmm. That fourth quarter, that third quarter, that second half basically helped the Warriors a lot in that. But yeah, <laughs> it was just a crazy stat. The other stat is that the Dallas Mavericks also held the, uh, or they, they had a 28 to 0 scoring run in this game which is just an absolutely wild stat. Uh, According to Elias Sports, ESPN Stats and Info, it's the first 28-0 run in the NBA since 2017 when the Knicks went on a 28-0 run against the Raptors. Who was even on the Knicks in 2017? Um, uh, Let's see. Who was was on the the, Knicks? Our boy, Chris Porzingis and Tim Hardaway and Trey Burke. Trey Burke. So, Trey Burke. Oh, that's who it is. It's Trey Burke. Was he part? I I need to know now if he was part of both of those runs or if Tim Hardaway was part of both of those runs because that's possible. That's absolutely wild. So, yeah, 28 0 run, first time since 2017. The, The largest run this season for a team, by the way. And, uh, yeah, just a crazy game for the Mavericks. Luca went on just a wild streak in the third quarter. It just seemed like everything he was throwing up was going in. You were hoping he was going to be able to go off and get his, you know, career high, which is 46. He didn't get it. got to 39. But 23 in the the third quarter for Luca. And it was just, I mean, it's one of those games like the Clippers game where you just look and say, yeah, the Mavericks did some things right. But the Warriors did more things wrong, right? This is more about yeah. the Warriors, I think, than about the Mavericks just being a dominant team. It was just a you know a perfect storm of the Warriors just not missing like not hitting any shots, and the Mavericks just not hitting any. Like there was a moment in the second quarter with five minutes and thirty eight seconds to go, where Curry missed a point blank layup on the left side of the rim, and then Ubre missed a point blank putback on the right side of the rim. Just like nothing was going right for this Warriors team.
1: Yeah. But I don't think it's 50 50. I think it's more of like a 60 40. I do think Dallas okay. deserves a. Di- <laughs> no, I, I think some of these games we can watch and say, all right, you played basically the same game you've been playing. They just missed shots. And I think it is they like made a 50 50. But they did make changes, and I think you did see the energy completely different than the Sacramento game. I think you did see a game plan that Rick Carlisle credited a lot after the game in his media session starting right off the bat saying, Jamal Mosley, credit to him for this defensive game plan. And I thought, I mean, we'll talk more about Trey Burke, but coming up after break, let's, let's talk more about this defense and what adjustments they made.
0: Absolutely, we'll talk about that. But first, we have to talk about Michelob Ultra, the Ultra Player of the Week. I mean, it probably has to be Luca, right? I feel like every single week we talk about Luca, so I'll throw that up as a nomination for Player of the Week. Trey Burke, maybe,
1: though. Trey Burke's had two games this week, and, I mean, we're only at Wednesday right now, so in the two games this week, he's actually played pretty good.
0: The Mavericks are 4-1 in that Luka Doncic has played in all five of those games. They're 4-1. Luka, 28 points a game, 9 assists. Eight rebounds, shooting 47, 35, and 75. Pretty good. Trey Burke played in two games. 13 points for him uh, on average. Porzingis played in two games. Let's see. Dorian Finney-Smith, man, he might Mm -hmm. be up there because he's shooting 52% this week from three. Love this guy. Dorian Finney-Smith is absolutely crazy. Let's see. He's 14 of 27, hit the second most threes on the team. Luca is 17 of 48 for threes this week. So Dorian may be up there for me because Dorian just, we love Dorian, and now he's finally hitting his threes and he's on a really hot streak. And he's also plus 51. He has the second highest plus minus on the team. The highest plus minus on the team over this week? Who do you think it is? Willie. Willie Colley Stein, he is plus 67 this week. I think this Warriors game helped out a lot. He, he was, was a plus
1: 41. Yeah,
0: tonight, he was a plus so. 40. He was a plus 41. That's why I guessed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely that. Uh, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, Isaac. It's the whole game. Also, got to ask you a question about Mikelob Ultra. Mm, i ready. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Tonight for the Dallas Mavericks, they're happy because they win, because the Mavericks got the win. Go celebrate Michelob Ultra. Enjoy it responsibly. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. So the Mavericks, uh, what's the big change? So one of the big changes they made was the starting lineup. Porzingis is out again. Richardson out again. And so they decided to go with Trey Burke as the starter. And honestly, Trey Burke looked like, not offensively in the first half, but defensively looked like that guy we saw in the bubble. Remember Trey Burke in the bubble playing defense? Like He just would always try. He would be right in guys' grills. His foot speed can just stay with anybody. And he was trying so hard, and I thought that he was a big key. He stripped Steph Curry like three times in this game. Yeah. Uh, and Steph was just way off, it seemed like, in this game. But, man, uh, give credit to Trey Burke, I guess, because he was really I think really they flustered hard. him a
1: little bit, yeah. yeah. I think this is the best defensive game I've ever seen of Trey Burke. I think it's better than the bubble. I don't know what Mosley and those guys you know, pumped into him before this game of, like, we want you to go out there and show – Show like show them that you can play defense. Like you're not just the scorer coming out of Michigan that we all think back to the big shot he made in the tournament. Like he can play defense, and how he pestered Steph tonight, I thought was fascinating. I I did not know he had that in him, and that was a pleasant surprise.
0: Absolutely, Trey Burke with his back up against the wall, especially like in the bubble. I, if I if you remember back, he was like not on a team, right? He wasn't like on a roster. He yeah. didn't have a guaranteed contract, and so. He was just out there. The Mavericks picked him up and brought him in and he's kinda playing for his NBA life, right? Like if he doesn't play that well, how many times is he gonna get a lot more opportunity for a full season contract like this? And he's been out of the rotation for a while for the Mavs and so, again, his back is up against the wall, and he's coming out and performing. I think Trey Burke with his back up against the wall, and I wonder if Mosley or somebody used that as motivation or if even just Trey Burke himself is like, dang, like I got to make some kind of impact, yeah. have some kind of you know big game here and show out in some way, which is why he's chucking up a bunch of shots, too. He took a bunch of shots in this game, and especially against the Kings, too, which he played really well in that game. But he's taking a bunch of shots because he's playing for his NBA life in a way.
1: Especially since JJ Reddick came in, you know, Rick yeah. talked about this briefly after the game. He mentioned it. He's like, "Yeah, ever since you know we traded for Reddick, Trey's been basically out of the rotation. He hasn't been playing at he all. He was
0: out before then, but yeah,
1: yeah. But it's kind of like cement. Like as soon as they got you know Reddick in the trade, it's like, all right, well, Trey's never going to play again. And bam, was I wrong? Like, I mean. Trey played against the Kings. He played you know, decently well. He played great. And I say he played great in this game when he only, he went two of 13 from the yeah, field. He only right. had eight points. <laughs> it's like, when have you ever, when has anyone ever pointed out that Trey Burke had a great game and he had under 10 points because Trey Burke could score and we know he can score. So, and in, in the bubble, he was kind of playing that, you know, that secondary scorer to Luca. He was, you know, all of that. So I, just, I was just fascinated tonight by how he played Steph, how he fought around screens and stuff, how he, he stripped him a few times. And now it wasn't just all Trey because a part of the game plan, them bringing that double team against Steph. And that that's honestly what just fascinates me with Steph and just his greatness. And I know he only had 27 tonight, but teams try to do crap like this against them because the rest of the roster sucks outside of Draymond. So, Oh man, this
0: roster is brutal. Everybody that was like, "Oh, Mabs bringing Kelly Oubre," like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if that guy is—he's <laughs> the difference maker. I—I
1: don't, I don't like Kelly Oubre as option number three. Kelly Oubre is option, uh, you know, five he, or well, six. He was
0: option six on this Warriors team, so. <laughs> And this Warriors team, you know, has two problems, right? Their offensive problem is that, or their defensive problem is that Draymond Green can't be everywhere. And their offensive problem is that Steph Curry can't be everywhere, right? Like they literally just rely on those two guys to do so much on both ends so much. And Draymond had some really good defensive plays in this game. It's just that no one else could defend really. Uh, And speaking of the Warriors, man, uh, this, after the game, uh, this play, or this, uh, this statement from Kerr, was just I thought brutal, like just brutal. Listening to him, uh, our guy Wes Goldberg from the Locked On Warriors podcast tweeted this out. So. Hey
1: Steve, um, in the first quarter and then into the second quarter, your guys had a scoring drought of about nine minutes. Whew. What is that feeling when you're when you're getting shots but nothing is going in? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm not that concerned about. Uh, a nine-minute scoring drought. I'm concerned about defense. I'm, I'm concerned about a level of uh, intensity and, and preparation and, and competitiveness. That's uh, that's what was missing. And uh, and I'm the I'm the head coach, so um, you know I I did not have them ready to play. Clearly, um, you know, biggest game of the year, and uh, we we it was over before it started. So really, really disappointing. Um,
0: that was the comment right there. I wanted to play. It was the biggest game of the year, and it was over before it started. Like, what? this game was huge for the Warriors because they could have won the tiebreaker over the Mavericks with this win, and they did it, and the Mavericks did. So now the Mavericks have the tiebreaker over them. They have the tiebreaker over the uh, Grizzlies, over the Clippers, or no, the, yeah, the Clippers and the Lakers. And over the it, Lakers, baby. That's what I was have, waiting on. They have a bunch of tiebreakers. So, uh, not over the Portland, one. Though. The one they don't have is Portland. That's the only, or they they have the, they have it over Denver too. So it's yeah. the literally the only tiebreaker they don't have is the one they might need. <laughs> it's against Portland. But uh, this was wild that this team, this Warriors team, it was their biggest game of the season. They just came out looking like that. They came out looking like the Mavs against the Kings.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It was wild, man. That first quarter was insane, and you know Draymond. <laughs> Draymond's just such a fascinating player to watch, like especially this year.
0: He doesn't he, shoot.
1: He doesn't shoot. He won't. It's like he doesn't care about shooting. No. And he had one shot attempt in this game. He's He is good at defense, but I will say this. I think some of Dallas's defensive game plan was great this game because if you go back to one of those earlier Warriors games uh, against the Mavericks earlier this year, Draymond just torched them with passes. It's like they had cuts for days, and it felt like the Warriors had layup after layup after layup in one of those early matchups. And they adjusted a little bit. They stayed home a little bit. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna dare you to shoot. Let's cut off these, you know, these passing lanes. Let's try to stay home on some of these cutters and all of that." So I think they kind of, you know, that was another part of that game plan that I just want to praise on. Y'all know we love Jamal Mosley, and I'm just gonna keep on praising him because. He should be a head coach in this league, but I don't want him to leave Dallas at the same time. So
0: Dorian mentioned Mosley after the game too. Dorian said that Mosley has been the guy encouraging him, saying, "Hey, you've been working on it. You've been practicing. Go out there and you know do what you do." Talking about his three point shot, you uh, can dream- hear him on
1: the bench too. Mosley. There was a moment <laughs> that Tim was by himself guarding Steph or somebody on the opposite end, and you could hear Mosley on the broadcast saying, "By yourself, Tim." By your-. and I'm like, and I just know Mosley's voice, and I'm yeah, like. Yeah that's just like that's just who he is
0: uh draymond 29 minutes he had 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, 6 turnovers, 3 fouls one shot attempt, a 3 yeah. one shot
1: <laughs> can we get him on dallas though
0: do we want him on dallas? oh still yes, yes still? he doesn't shoot yes. all the no. spacing that the Mavs have been working towards, all the space that luka gets
1: Defense though. Uh,
0: would he play in crunch time? Yeah. Yeah. No space.
1: No, I think he would. Okay. He would be our best defender.
0: It with, with I'm playing devil's advocate, but it's 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 different with Draymond because he's an incredible passer. And so yes. you give Draymond those with passing KP. it it. Yeah, it's it's like Ben Simmons in a way that he's an incredible passer, and so you give him that space. All of a sudden, he has lanes to throw these passes in. You can't just like step off of him. So he does make up for it in that way. But yeah, I'd be on it. If you could just merge these two teams, they'd be a dynasty, right? Like Curry, Luka, Draymond, and KP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andrew Wiggins? No, I'm just kidding. Could Carlisle
0: turn awesome. Andrew Wiggins into Harrison Barnes? or like? Chandler we're Parsons? on the same page
1: that Doran Finney-Smith's better than Andrew Wiggins, right?
0: At things... He's not like a better like jump shooter than Wiggins, but are we sure? I mean, Wiggins can hit some like wait, I'm not going to go that far with Wiggins. Like he can hit some shots. He takes some bad ones, but
1: I think the only thing I'd give him he's is a Wiggins baske- has. He's
0: a, he's a skilled basketball player. He's just not a great basketball player.
1: <laughs> Skill skilled is relative.
0: He's he, he's had like forty point games in this league. Dorian's never going to have a forty point game.
1: Put Dorian on the Timberwolves with forty <laughs> shots.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> he he was essentially on the Timberwolves his rookie year.
1: <laughs> this is kind of similar to Maxi Aaron Gordon conversation we had a long time ago.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like so different. Yeah, he's had a 40 point game. He's had a 47 point game.
1: Was that your microwave that just went off? Did you? Cook that
0: something? wasn't me. That was you. Oh, that was me? Yeah, it wasn't me. Hey, my house is. At said, I don't All think right. so. That is you. That's your air. No, that's, that's not your- me. That's not me. That's, that's you. Not- I swear that's not me. No, I swear it's you. Get off. <laughs> that's your smoke detector.
1: Uh, hey, that's me. Sorry.
0: I told you it's your smoke <laughs> detector. Coming up, we'll actually talk about the Mavericks as Isaac goes. and I'll do an ad break, and you go find your smoke detector and go take it down and get the battery out of it. Uh, he's going to go right now if you're watching on YouTube. Isaac just left. Uh, but, yeah, coming up, we'll get into the Dallas Mavericks a little bit more. Talk about this team. Talk about – uh, just the level that is hitting and his mid-range shot and how important it is. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. They're great. And they're pretty good for you, too. Right now, uh, we try to tell you guys. We try to tell you about... Built Bar's Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar. It is now not available, sold out, completely sold out. If you're watching on YouTube, I got it pulled up right here. They got this huge red thing that says sold out because they're absolutely delicious. But there's a lot more other built bars that you can get into that you can get. You can get the mint brownie, always a good option. Raspberry, the cherry Barcia, the double chocolate, the cookies and cream, all really, really good bars. And they're pretty good for you, too. Go use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. Got mine coming tomorrow. I'm super oh, excited about it. Mine's in the mail, baby. Super excited about it. And uh, so go get some of those. Go get you some built bars. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Also, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way for you to put some money down on sports, and it is the one that we trust. You want to put some money down on the Texas Rangers? Are they playing? How are the Rangers doing? I have no, I have no context for what the Rangers are doing right now. They mm. are a one-and-a-half-point underdog against the LA Angels, uh, and they you can put some money down on them if you want to. You can also click into this game right here, and you can pick the – uh, the run line, the money line, sometimes they have first five innings, stuff like that that you can do. They have all kinds of things that you can do and put down some money. Let's see if they have some games right here. Lakers, three-point favorite over the Wizards. Uh, that would be an, that's going to be a really interesting one. It's a huge game for the Mavericks because if they lose that, then all of a sudden the Mavericks are one and a half games behind them. They have a couple other games on here, but go use the promo code Locked get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Go check out Locked On today; it's the best thing to start your morning with. Twenty minutes or less with the best sports coverage from all across the Locked On podcast network. Subscribe and follow to Locked On today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. And one thing that I talked about while you were trying to get your smoke detector turned off <laughs> is that um, Luka Doncic has turned into. A three-level scorer in a way that he wasn't I to his three
1: D guy. I was like
0: mm. a three-and-d guy, defensive player of the year candidate. He's turned into a three-level scorer in a way that we just haven't seen in the mm. years in years past. This mid-range shot is going to be lethal in the playoffs. It's another level he's taken it to. This post-up game, he's taken it to another level than even what he had last year when he was shooting like better in the paint than Giannis was. <laughs> like, he's just taking this game to another level, hitting harder and tougher shots. Uh, we played the clip on a couple pods ago of JJ Redick on his pod, Old Man in the Three, talking about Luka and just how he hits these incredibly tough shots and how there's very few players in the world that can hit them. Like It feels like some of these shots, it's Harden, it's LeBron, it's Durant, and like how many more players can hit some of these shots?
1: No, that's I mean that's what separates the greats. You know, we always talk about what happens in the playoffs and how it's different than the stays regular season. In the playoffs, <laughs> what happens there stays there. <laughs> but that's what separates these greats when it comes to playoff time, and honestly, it's what separates Giannis from being in that group. Yet. It does. And you have to be able to have the three levels of that scoring, and you know when Luca is shooting it like he is now, and you know I, I last week I checked he was at thirty seven percent from three. It might be better by now. I don't know, um, but where he's at with that, and I mean he feels like he can get to the rim at ease. This is, I mean, yeah, there's hardly anybody in the league who can do that. It's literally, I mean, KD. It's LeBron. I mean, Embiid is, kind, Ka- you know, a Kawhi little bit. Kawhi can hit
0: some of these Yeah, like, Kawhi shots, for sure. Yeah. But not some of the post-up turnaround fadeaway type shots necessarily, though. Like some of these shots that Luka hits, I don't know if Kawhi can.
1: Yeah, I would still put Kawhi in that group.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, he's up there for sure. I, I'd put DeRozan in there, to be honest. DeRozan's one of those guys that can hit a bunch of shots like that.
1: I, is he? I mean... Are we talking three levels or two levels? Because has he ever been? Oh, to the third I'm, I'm just,
0: i just. I just got my head stuck on the mid, like the mid range. Those like post up turnaround shots. Derozan's really good at those. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't have the three at all. Yeah, that is what it, separates man. That's what separates a guy like Derozan from the rest of this group.
1: Like honestly, I'd put Kyrie up there. Kyrie's yeah, yeah. one of the one of the best finishers. <laughs> we just
0: named uh, all the Nets. <laughs>
1: James Harden, okay. <laughs> James
0: Harden, yeah. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant.
1: But like, is, even somebody like yeah. Steph, like I love Steph, but even Steph in like the mid-range, it's it's kind of difficult for him to it, you know, to get that shot off with just his form and just how you know, Kyrie gets more elevation, Kyrie has a higher release, Kyrie has probably a better handle than Steph. So like Kyrie in the mid-range is a little bit more efficient with that, but it, the, the point is there like there's only what five six guys who can do this at a high level and luca's one of those guys and he's in year three
0: it's wild and it's crazy but it's going to take the mavericks to another level in the playoffs luca when you yeah. can score at three levels you can't take as much away you can almost take nothing away from you can almost take you can't take everything away from luca I, you just I have can't to pick
1: it. which one you want to like give yeah. up
0: yeah and Maxi was talking. Actually, Maxi was talking about this after the game. Tim Tim Kato was asking him a bunch of questions about you know shooting more twos because Maxi had a couple of mid range jumpers, which are kind of out of character for him this this season. And he asked him about shooting the mid range, and he says, "Well, if they're going to run you off the three point line, you have to have another option." And Luca now has all the options, right? Yeah. I mean, is there a thing offensively that Luca can't do? He couldn't throw down that alley oop the other day that that Brunson tried to throw at him. Uh, yeah he's well, he's not as much of a high flyer, but like I, everything else he can do
1: the, I'm just gonna sound very picky.
0: I mean, we are we're we're being picky because we're talking about the top of the top.
1: I just want a better free throw percentage
0: <laughs> free throw percentage for sure. that's that's one thing. And then the live ball turnovers, but that's like decision making. that's not a skill that. He can't do right. Like
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't blame turnovers on Luca because
0: I do because some of them are really bad and really dumb. And yeah, but
1: nobody handles the ball. I mean, you look up the know, stats but, every single year of like who has the most turnovers in the league. It the correlation between high usage and high turnovers. Sure. It's very very so like for you sure. don't. It's like you want to lower his numbers, then take the ball out of his hands. But do you want to give it to Wesawandu every game? Then no. So I want. There's,
0: it's just some of his turnovers are like live ball. And when we say live ball, it means a play is happening and the other team gets the ball and they go immediately into a fast break and go to the other end. Like those kind of turnovers, instead of the accidentally threw it out of bounds, accidentally threw it at the feet of a player, goes off the baseline, you know, stuff like that. It's yeah. just the difference between live ball turnovers and. Dead ball turnovers are huge, and so that—that's one thing. Like, I wish Luca would turn it over better. <laughs> Is that what I'm trying to say? I think that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Make better turnovers, but but no, I mean this, he's at 72 from from uh, the free throw line. I would love for that to be better. I mean, we went into the season saying, "Man, can you hit 80?" I would love for you to hit 80. Yeah. But it's also not the end of the world, too. I mean, you go look at—I just pulled up LeBron's free throw percentage numbers over the you know past few years. Worse. Because I mean, yeah, I mean this year he's at 70. And the year before that, 69. Nice. Thank you. 66%, 73%, 67%, 73, 71, 75. Like, he hasn't shot it over, set, over 70. Like, he has 78% in 08, 09. That's his highest free throw percentage for the year. So. It just and, goes to show you, it's not everything. Like that—that's proven my point kind of yeah, wrong. That yeah. I want him to hit eighty, so it's—it's kind of okay.
0: And the guy has won a couple titles, so it's not like you can't win a title if you can't shoot eighty. Yeah, just a
1: just a few though. I mean, not like six or anything like that,
0: but but definitely more than two.
1: That's true. Yeah, definitely more, more than, than three.
0: Than not one. Man. Not two. They didn't get that one. That first one, they did not. No, um, they didn't. By the way, Luca in the clutch this season. 15 of 18 from the three-point line. That's 83%. That's when you want him to hit him. I don't care the rest of the game, honestly. He can miss all of them until he gets to the clutch because <laughs> yeah. he's going to make up for it in other ways. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's us being picky about Luca for a minute. In the And this conversation is more about he's so incredible and has added so much to his game at this point that he has, like, two weaknesses, and that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. And because his defense has improved so much, too, it's like, yeah, I mean – yeah, I mean, we could just talk all day about Luca. I just feel like I'm just praising him all day.
0: I mean, what else can you do? I mean, we have to do that, right? Like, it's- <laughs>
1: I can't even spell things in my text messages that says like sometimes Luke. like in a text oh, yeah. or Luke. And I mean, y'all know I'm a, I'm a pastor too. So sometimes I'll write out like something <laughs> like a passage in Luke and it'll be Luca and I'm like sending it to our team or whatever it is. And it's like
0: crap like my everything all my devices autocorrect to luca but yeah look at i'm showing his i'm showing his uh his uh shot chart from this game on youtube if you guys are watching right now and just look at this like he's all over the place like his threes aren't all in one place his mid-range shots aren't all in one place it's not like he's Lamarcus aldridge where all he can do is just go on that left block and he's just you know hits shots over and over from there He's all over the place. He can hit shots from every level. It's the corners are the only place he doesn't shoot, and he hit a corner three against the the Kings, right? It's, he can hit those, and he's just not set up in that area. But yeah, this this shot chart is wild to me. Luca
1: three point shots driving left. It just feels like it's automatic. Like I I need to I'll pull up synergy numbers on it. It's like driving left three pointers I need to know this it has to be a very high percentage
0: yeah that left wing that he's hit all those clutch shots from are just it's just wild uh anybody else in this game that we should give shout outs to I'm just uh, pissed how do, uh, oh, I, I, how one, have we gone this I've, far I've,
1: I've I've never seen a player get tossed like this either Ed Mallory literally walks up to Boban and he's like
0: hey I'm picturing, like hey man like
1: <laughs> that was a two. So you're, you're gone. Okay. I, I know. And I
0: know. It, it's like, it, it, I've just this never hurts, seen this anything. hurts like, me more than it hurts you. Let me tell you, right. Like yeah. I, I'm more upset that I have to do this to you than I am actually doing it to you. Yeah. It,
1: I just love the face that he walked up to Bobon with and was just like looking at him of so, please don't smash. me. So,
0: Bobon hits Jordan Poole in the head on a like on a drive and Jordan Wait. Poole falls down really, really hard, hits his head, like it just looked really bad. And if you're on YouTube, the, the thumbnail of this video is Bobon leaning down and like trying to make sure that Jordan Poole is okay. And he just looked like he was uh kissing like the sleeping like sleeping beauty. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was leaning down to like his princess. And uh he like leans down, makes sure he's okay, and then he gets up. And then afterwards, like Bobon goes up to Jordan Poole and they like like high five or like and then like hold hands for a second and they're talking and they're smiling and laughing, and then all of a sudden Ed Beloy comes up to Bobon and is like, Hey man, like you got ejected.
1: <laughs> Bobon's
0: like, What? Me? I got ejected? And then he just leaves. Uh it reminded me though, and uh I, I went back and I was like, Okay, well, how many times has Bobon actually gotten uh ejected like this? And <laughs> he has got ejected uh, another time, and it was a time that Mavs fans should remember, maybe not, but I'm gonna pull it up if I can find it. Yeah, here we go. Um, a guy did that we, the guy that we all know and love.
1: Did he smack Dirk?
0: Not Dirk. Oh gosh! He gets to if you're listening on the podcast, there's a video of Boban smacking Sala right in the face. <laughs> As he goes up for a layup, uh, when Boban was on the Clippers, so yeah, it has happened before. <laughs> he smacked Salah right the, in the face. The
1: Salah years are uh, <laughs> interesting years,
0: absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Boban getting ejected—that was brutal. That that hurt. Um, it shouldn't happen.
1: No, ever. Boban should never be ejected. Ed Malloy, sorry. You are challenging Scott Foster uh, for <laughs> the worst in the league, and Travis Ford. Uh,
0: what is wrong with Tim Hardaway Jr.? Can we have that conversation real quick?
1: Do we know where his dad's at?
0: Where is Tim Hardaway Senior? We need to send an all points, um, all points bulletin on where is Tim Hardaway Senior because we need, we need a JJ to find Barea
1: him. beacon for Tim Hardaway Senior. Oh, we do. It's like him doing the crossover in his Golden State days.
0: I don't know where Tim Hardaway Senior has been, but but Tim Hardaway Junior has been pretty rough over this last, I don't know, couple weeks, and his shot just isn't there. His shot, like after the, I didn't talk about this much in the the post game with the Kings, but his shot selection has just gone like way back to like first days with the Mavericks, and he's just taking these contested shots and like you don't have to shoot yourself out of this you know, right. Like take good quality shots again. Let the game kind of come to you in a way. And he's just doesn't seem like he's doing that.
1: He had a stretch though to, yeah, he had a stretch tonight where he hit a few shots. Uh, the last one was kind of a heat check. He got fouled on the three. I was like, whoa, just launching it. But uh yeah, I mean, he he always has the green light and I mean, it's not like he had horrible. I mean, he shot 37% tonight, 40% from three. So It's
0: more about the last couple weeks kind of thing for
1: him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the stretch right now. He's he's in an obvious slump. So, hey, get the slump out of your system right now, and uh, so he can be back on fire come playoff time. But yeah, I mean, we've already praised Dorian in this game. Trey Burke was probably the the role player to highlight. Um, You know, Willie was a plus forty one, which you know plus (laughs) minus is not you know everything, but. Willie's Those bench
0: m- units destroyed the Warriors. That's what that's saying.
1: Yeah, for sure. J.J. Redick is his three tonight. and
0: J.J. Redick hits that three, and I know Tim Hardaway goes, well, why can't I take that shot?
1: <laughs> and the rookies played, and that's why we won.
0: Josh Green, man. Uh, I think it was Mavs draft. I think it was our friend Richard that said, is Josh Green the second-best passer on the Mavericks?
1: No. I think he is. The second-best passer?
0: Who's a better passer? He just has some he has some passes where you're like, oh, dang. Zach Lowe had a good comment on his podcast today. He said about uh, Josh Green. He actually talked about Rondo. And he's like, you don't realize the passes that are there until somebody comes on the Like somebody new comes on the team and starts throwing them. And Josh Green, it feels like there's a little tiny, small bit of that with the Mavericks. You're like, oh, dang, he threw that pass. And he just has a little flair on it. And I think he's a good passer.
1: I'm waiting for Luca to play with somebody in his lifetime. That is an incredible passer, like a Jokic-type, you know, I don't want to say Ronda, but like one of those type of guys to where Luka is getting hit with the crazy passes yes. and it's like he's like freaking out and stuff. I want to see that moment.
0: I am excited for that moment too. Anything else you want to talk about with this game? Uh, let's talk about the standings real quick, I guess, because the Dallas Mavericks are still in sixth. We're good with that. We're good with them, with them being in sixth. And uh, they're not having to play the play-in right now, which is great for the Mavericks. The Blazers are, they won, but they are still slumping, it seems. And uh, they are two, the Mavericks are now two games back from the Lakers. So if the Lakers lose to the Wizards, they will be a half game closer. Lakers' stretch coming up is pretty easy, too. And it seems like there's some rumors, some rumblings that LeBron might come back soon. So that's kind of big for them. Mm. Um, but it seems like the Mavericks are going to play. And then if you look up to see who the Mavericks would play, the Jazz Suns and Clippers are all one game apart from each other. So that can still shake up a lot by the rest of the season. So we don't know exactly who the Mavericks are going to play. It seems like they're going to stay in sixth if they can hold on to it.
1: And roughly, what, 10 games left? 11 games left? If my math is 11 games left, I think. Um,
0: 11. I think it's 11.
1: Yeah. Which is just crazy to think about. I mean, we're looking at, you know, playoff stuff and that amazing play-in tournament weekend that will be happening. It'll know, be in, fun. You will enjoy May. it.
0: You will enjoy it, and you'll text me and be like, I'm sorry. Everyone's saying, even I and Eagle on the broadcast, is like, so many of these games have implications now.
1: I've, I've never once said it will not be fun. I will enjoy it. You I just
0: sarcastically said, and this play-in weekend that we will all enjoy. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And, <laughs> you know, got to hand out some ribbons that weekend congratulations San Antonio you get a ribbon
0: somebody mentioned in the YouTube comments they said well why should a a team that's 10 games ahead of you know the the 7th seed that's 10 games ahead of the 10th seed be in the same basically in the same situation and I was like well the Blazers only have two more wins than the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> who are in tenth. So it's not like they're incredible like so far ahead. It may happen one of these years, but it's not happening this year.
1: Yes, yes. I I think you're the strongest argument to be made for this tournament is this year. I think that argument dwindles as the years go along, as far as the argument for it. And we don't, I don't know think, that
0: how what's what's different between this year and another year fans because well,
1: yeah, yeah, just the craziness of this year. I think we'll see. We have seen a lot of differences in regards to the games and stuff and standings that we might not see as much this year. But I mean, heck, last year, didn't we have something even with the bubble that the Wizards freaking went to the bubble and they were how many games out from like, yeah, it's, well, the
0: bubble. I mean, that was different. <laughs> the, yeah. But w- the Wizards had 25 wins last year.
1: <laughs> I think I would be a little bit better with it if they did the like the game thing of you have to be within a certain amount of games from this to happen, but I don't know how you pull that off every year. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm
0: okay with it because then the 7th seed has so much more, you know, motivation to try and get up to 6.
1: Okay.
0: I'm good with it. Uh, we'll see if I change my mind about it next year. Yes, I had more playoff teams. That's not what I'm saying. That's not even any remotely what I'm saying. Your slippery slope argument ends here.
1: <laughs> Add the Pelicans in. it would be fun, right? I mean, that's no, what the Pelicans need to for. be
0: better as a team. They have all the chances in the world, and they're screwing it up.
1: So why can't San Antonio be better? And they're in ninth. Hey, just be better. Be better. Be the. Eighth they are seed. better.
0: They're better than the Pelicans. Better than the Kings. They got. I know, but like, why
1: why can't we say that about them to be better for the eighth seed?
0: I mean, we can, but like now why, they, why they is only- it, Why have, does it stop
1: they, at 10? Like, why don't we just keep going?
0: What? Because that's just because that's just the number that they decide. It's an arbitrary number. <laughs> why, why do you make this so complicated?
1: <laughs> I just, I like, yeah. Not what do handling- you like?
0: Well, okay, well, let's have it like Premier League then. And the Jazz would win Super the title League? this year because they won the regular season. Why do playoffs at all if the team that wins all these games I've never is the once best team? you
1: for that. I like the That's, This is
0: the same thing. I'm saying the opposite, though. <laughs> no, I like You're, the combination I'm saying this of regular slope season. In other way,
1: no. I like the the combination of regular season matters, but we also have the playoffs at the same time. Instead of. Hey, everyone's gonna make the playoffs. Cool. That's not what's happening. I know, but I'm just saying that's the. Well,
0: then you can't make the, the argument that way.
1: The more teams, two thirds of the league is making a postseason playoffs. Well, however you want to word it, and I, no, don't, and like, I don't like. No, okay, you can't say postseason
0: playoffs. Okay, postseason. Let's just
1: leave postseason. Like
0: they have a postseason two-thirds opportunity.
1: Two thirds of the league is making the postseason, and that's just that's weird to me. Over half, like that's just wild.
0: No. It's not that crazy. How many, eight, like how it's many teams? It's not that
1: crazy because you just want, like, we just want fun. And it's like, yeah, it's the fun. The whole point of
0: the NBA is for it to be fun uh, and okay, to be enjoyable. Yeah.
1: And that's why I'm saying, okay, then let's just be fine with handing out participation. ribbons. like, you made the playoffs. This is fun. Yay. Cool. Like, I just like the, like, hey, no let's fully reward. That. Let's let's You're giving them an opportunity. This. Yeah. It's sure. not a
0: participation. It's an opportunity to, to make the the post the playoffs, the actual post- They've
1: had that all season.
0: And it's giving these teams a reason to play and to a reason to not tank because their season matters a little bit more if they had a bunch of injuries. Yeah. The Warriors okay. lost Klay Thompson, and they could just be out of it and tanking at this point, but they're not, and they're actually trying. I don't know how much they tried in this game against the Mavericks, but their season should mean nothing at this point. But yeah. it doesn't. It actually has implications, and it matters.
1: I'm just looking forward to rooting for the Wizards or Bulls. Um, this is
0: going to be a sarcastic compliment. Who
1: could be 10 games under 500 and still I've be the I've done this too post-season. long with you to know that that wasn't going to be
0: a serious comment. There you go. Guys, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, also subscribe to our uh, our brother channel, our sister channel. I don't know. Locked on Cowboys. Go subscribe to them, too. They oh, yeah. just hit, hit 1,000 subs. So I don't want to say get on our level, but you guys are doing great over there. <laughs>
1: yeah, go... Yeah, listen to them around the draft. The Cowboys are great. Jerry Jones is amazing at building teams.
0: It's funny that neither of us are Cowboys fans when we're covering the Mavericks. There you go. All right, guys, appreciate you jumping on. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. And we'll put a link in the description for uh, Chark's story and all that. So go click on that and go check that out. Peace out. Boom. And now, your moment of zen. Bubba
1: Marjanovic called on the flagrant two, the, and now Ed Malloy is explaining ball. it.
0: Yep, <laughs> what happened right here? Like, uh, did they give him a flagrant two on that and tossed him he out? He did. Yeah, yeah, he got tossed. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that.